Hi, listeners. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of The Story Station. This is Kay McCoy, your host, and today our featured guest is Shade Renee. How are you? Hi. I'm good for a Sunday. For a Sunday. For a Sunday. That's <laughs> I, I love it. It's Sundays is my honestly it's my favorite day of the week. But really? I know a lot of people don't like that, but it's not Monday. <laughs> not Monday. But it's pre-Monday though. Yeah, I know. Monday. It's like Monday Eve, I know. But yeah. I like them. So anywho, before I get carried away, please uh go ahead, introduce yourself to everybody, let them know who you are, what it is that you write, all that fun stuff. Okay, well, I'm Sade Renee. I um, have been writing since 2000. Well, I've been writing my whole life, and I started writing, started publishing in 2015. So we're getting close to six, almost seven years now that I've been published. Hey, congratulations! You're at the you're at the halfway before you can do <laughs> right. your your 10 year anniversary. Oh. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Yep, I'm excited. I have, so I write a couple of things. I'm kind of like got my hands in all the baskets. I primarily write interracial romance. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of my heroines are black women. Um, as Sade, as S. Renee, I write pretty much whatever I want. Um, some of those characters are people of color. Some of them are not, but it's a darker romance. Um, so I have the two hats, same brand, but kind of like a, devi- a, a variation. Um, but I also like writing like paranormal. That's actually really my my passion. That's your sweet spot is paranormal. <laughs> I haven't written as much because it requires a lot of brain power. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of my uh, my guilty pleasure. Okay, y'all. She being very modest. This woman here is a USA Today bestselling author. So. I'm gonna need her to put some respect on her name right quick before we. I'm a USA Today bestselling author. Yeah, there you go, because they need to hear a lot of a lot of people that listen to the podcast are either aspiring authors, obviously fans of your work, readers, or someone who's who has been writing for a while. And I I really encourage y'all to like say it out loud, say it out loud, because then people know like okay, that if that's something I want to do, I can do it. If you want to be at a certain level then do it and you you can't sleep on being a USA Today bestseller you can't you can't I I think (laughs) once it happens once it happens though you're so used to it that at least for me Mm -hmm. I'm also not a person that's like oh by the way I'm a USA Today bestseller it's like (laughs) so I just I don't forget it I know it I earned it (laughs) Yeah. But but it just it's not something I think about. I don't got so used to introducing myself as just of what I write not necessarily. But I like that too because it, it does show that you're humble. But at the same time, it's like mm, no, you gotta say it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you, it's like I appreciate you. Yeah, and I, I like that you are able to to separate so well between the two genres. Even though you you say paranormal romance, that's your bay. But what is it like? balancing those two things how how was that especially in the beginning how was that I'm still figuring it out um, <laughs> um, you're like I learn as I go <laughs> yes, I learn as I go um it it actually hasn't been as hard as I thought it was going to be because you hear a lot in this industry that you know you should write one thing and one thing only um readers might get confused and, and it's possible mm-hmm. um but I believe that I should be able to use my creativity have I still I should be able to use my creativity and if the reader loves me they're going to read whatever I write but I do understand that there's a difference there's a big difference from the lighter stuff versus the super dark stuff Mm -hmm. um so 
writing them hasn't been hard because I can turn off one side of my brain and then go onto the other side of my brain. It's just been being trying to be consistent with the lighter romances and the darker romances. But I guess one thing that I had to learn the most is that I'm gonna have to be okay with writing what is speaking to me the most. Mm-hmm. And at the moment it's the dark stuff. So yeah. the majority of the projects that I'm working on are like mafia with darker elements mm-hmm. than it is the contemporary. Um, not that I don't still love contemporary, but it's just dark, just it, 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 it requires a different level of creativity for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the human brain and what we can come up with when we're creating stories to me is always so fascinating. Mm-hmm. So dark allows me to like stretch beyond my beliefs or not beliefs, but my imagination. And like, mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of the process with writing dark. It has I love been that, hard. yeah. And I, I like that you said it hasn't been hard. It's just a matter of figuring out, okay, what what it is that I'm going to write because like you said you should be able to write whatever you want to write and your your A1s your writer dies who who come to love your your style of writing I, I agree they will follow they they will ride with you to the wheels follow <laughs> they will they will, so, they will. Yeah. It's, it's hard sometimes though because when re- readers come to you for certain a specific thing so I get the process of give them what they want and I do so that's why I created the variation because at first it was just you're going to get whatever I put my name on and I hope you like it. that was just pretty much what it is but now it's like okay I know after doing this a while my readers my Sade readers they prefer strong black female characters mm-hmm. um and they prefer you know a certain level of I guess angst and experience and so I, I want to give them that I don't want to take that from them because they come to Sade for that mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll differentiate. If you, if you okay with my darker side of my brain, then just mm-hmm. slide on over when one of those books is leaked. Yeah, when, <laughs> when, you know, when I got something related, you know, for like the Esperine, okay. When, when Esperine has some work, you, you could take a peek, but for now I got until forever. So exactly. I like that. <laughs> I like, I really do like that because people should be able to choose. But since mm-hmm. you, since you talked about it already about having that, that separate entity, like you don't really schedule like your work as far as like, okay, I'm going to do HEA and then I'm going to do this. You just write and then whatever process comes with that, you're okay. That's, that's who it's going to be for either for Sade fans yes. or for my S fans. See, and that's exactly for for Sade, they prefer uh, HEA, so I definitely make sure I give them mm-hmm. an HEA. They're okay with HS and HFNs as well, mm-hmm. um, but they're more of a standalone kind of readership. That one shot, want yeah. they want they want to know what's going to be at the end. So, because I, I I read a lot of different things, and I know some people just I don't mind if a story doesn't end in HEA. I really don't. <laughs> me either sometimes yeah sometimes it just doesn't work out yeah that doesn't mean that it's not a beautiful story to be told it's Mm -hmm. just sometimes it just don't work out which is why i have s renee now because s renee she she will cliffhanger the hell out of you in a minute okay so (laughs) and and eventually they'll get there happily ever after but Mm -hmm. Yeah. you gotta wait you gotta work for it for me it's it's really it's a story and it's it's a story about the characters in their journey and sometimes all of our journeys just they're not always gonna be H-E-A people I'm sorry y'all go I know y'all still the like she's been singing that song for a year and I'm gonna keep singing it I'm gonna put it on repeat I'm singing it with you 
I am singing it with you. I have an idea in mind for a story that I want to write so bad. Mm-hmm. I haven't even touched it though because it's not going to end on the ADA. It's definitely a Sade title though. It's not an Esperanto title. You know, uh, I think it was Brooklyn Mosley. Her work, like, I I wish I could tell stories like her because she she doesn't always give you happy ever afters, but the stories that she give you, just like I can't even be mad though, because it was it right. was a ride. So good. Yeah. <laughs> but you also do something that I haven't done yet, and I would love to do it, which is why one of the many reasons why I wanted to talk with you is you collaborate with other authors. And I find that hella dope because I was just like, wait, I still don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> how, how are you able to do that? Like, do you just, you vibe with people and you're like, okay, let's, let's see if we can write something together. Or you go out and like, listen, I want to write this the way that you would. And I want, I want to work with you. <laughs> it's more of a the vibe for me. Mm-hmm. I, my, my writing, I'm for sure, you know, as a writer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like my creative process, I'm very protective of. Mm-hmm. So I can't just write with anybody. It has to be like everyone that I've written stories with, we have relationships. Yeah. Uh, B.O. Mute is one of my best friends. M.L. Preston is my other best friend. And J.O. Beck, um, we're on our way to being best friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we ain't there yet, but we there. We close. <laughs> Yeah, we're close. Um, we met last year when we made USA Today um, for the first time in Midnight Whispers, which was a paranormal story. Um, um, we met with that project because she was a, a, the she was in charge of the project, and we met there, and we've been friends ever since. I love that, and I love that you you hit USA Today for the first time in the genre that you you love. Like, I can see it in your face, like your whole face just lit up. You're like, and it was a paranormal romance, hair flip. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't published it yet, though, because it's supposed to be a series, and Mm -hmm. I haven't finished the other book. Once it came down out of the box set, it's just sitting there. Like, my assistant, she read it, because she also proofs proofs for me. (laughs) So she read it, and when it was all, I was was so nervous. That book took a minute, because that character, Mm -hmm. she was so depressed. so it took a lot out of me and I'm like, this book is probably trash. And my PA was like, my assistant, she read it because she also proofs for me. So she read it and when it was all, I was, I was, uh, I was so nervous. That book took a minute because that character, she was so depressed. Uh, so it took a lot out of me and I'm like, this book is probably trash. And my PA was like, it's perfect. You gotta hurry up and write the next part. You gotta do this. And so on, on my invoice every month, she adds another line. When am I gonna get when the I rest get? of the series? <laughs> it's up to she probably have a whole letter now at the in the comments of my invoice. It's the consistency for me. And I, I need more I need people like that on my team because she <laughs> that's how you know a story is good. It's not that somebody would say, Oh, I really love the story. When they ask you where's the next one you know you got something there. It's just a matter of getting to it. <laughs> to get what they want. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to buckle down on it. I really did. I was so prepared. And sometimes your creativity just say, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go over here. Yep. And Trust we're gonna go <laughs> I am in the middle of a sequel right now. And I kid you not, because I'm one of those authors. I always write the ending of my story first. I don't know why. And mm-hmm. I just work wow. my way up like I'm playing Tetris. And it's just like, 
this I, I wrote act four, act one, act two. The middle of act three was bothering me so much. I just scrapped it, started rewriting again, and I'm still stuck. And it's just like it the frequency is just not there. So I get it. You're just like, I want to give this to y'all, but it ain't it ain't lining up like it's supposed to. <laughs> and then, first of all, I don't know how you start backwards. A lot of people can do that, and I think that's that 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 talks about how beautiful your brain works. Because I, there's no way I can. There's no way I can do it. <laughs> you're like you're crazy, but I don't want to say it. I'm just gonna be polite and say your brain is beautiful. Like no, no, seriously. I think if you can work that way to me, that that's a hell of a talent. Like I cannot write in. The, I'm a chronological writer. <laughs> I know what my ending gonna be, but I can't even touch it until I get the beginning in the middle. Oh, I write the whole thing. I write the whole thing. 1K, 5K, 10K, the whole whole act for, and I'll know it as I'm writing it, and I'll still keep rocking with it. And everybody else is like, you're mad. You are properly mad because <laughs> how you gonna write this and you haven't even seen the beginning? No. So your, your process, as far as writing, you have to start at the beginning or at least like like an outline. Yes. I mean, but I think the way you do it, I get it. Because if you know that, and usually when you're writing, right, when you get to that ending, you don't learn so much about these characters that you usually always go back and fix the beginning anyway. So yeah. if you've gotten that ending part where you really got a handle on their personalities and stuff, then I, hey, do you. Yeah. Like, I already know their, their actual type. I can even tell you, like, okay, I know when this person is born. Like, I know who's older. Because a lot of people are, like, they think that typical romance is, like, oh, well, the guy has to be older. It's, like, not always, you know. And that's, and it helps me because now I'm not just an author anymore. I'm a small business. So it's, like, okay, this could be an age gap romance. But this could be, like, a reverse age gap romance. Or this mm -hmm. could be contemporary romance. And I used to suck at that part because all I wanted to do was just write. <laughs> That's it. I ain't care about none of that stuff. But my 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 critique partners and all that stuff are like you you need to, yeah, to buckle yeah. up and get on that. So <laughs> but and, I love it, that. It took me a minute to get there too. Yeah. But you you like you said, you're still working, you're still doing the thing. You didn't just get to to that bestseller platform and it was like, okay, we're cool. Like you still excited to write and I love that. I'm never gonna not be. I'm, right now, I'm waiting for the books just to replace the job. That's what <laughs> that, that right there. That's the real goal. Like I just wanna, I wanna live out somewhere far away and just nope. see people when I want. And because I love my nine to five, I do. I love my nine to five. But if I could make it part time instead of full time, mm -hmm. that's it. Right yeah, there. that that would be the dream. <laughs> that would be the dream. I did do about two years of just straight, you know, solopreneur. Mm -hmm. working on books and things like that and it was great it was great I know I want to go back I had to go back to work because I mean health insurance ain't cheap yeah, but, <laughs> not in the U.S. Mm -mm. <laughs> but I'm, I'm now I'm fighting to go back because I'm like I, I started working again and while I like the job I'm like I miss being able to wake up when I feel like it and <laughs> see who you want to see <laughs> exactly which is almost nobody we in the middle of a pandemic yeah I, I tell everybody the introverts are thriving in the pandemic. You can spot an introvert now, Malloway, because they ain't going to no function. They ain't posting about nothing. They just at home, chilling, chilling. dreading the day when, they have When, to put when they team. first quarantined us, everybody's like, oh my God, I want to see your face. We got FaceTime. You don't know. You don't have to come. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> don't got to be. Like, I miss your face. I, I look the same. Ain't nothing 
changed. I might have gained about 20 pounds, but I, my face still looks the same. Still the same, still fly, still fly. <laughs> so I, I love that. Tell the people a little bit about Until Today or Until Forever. Until, there we go. So Until Forever is a second chance secret baby romance. It is interracial. Um, uh, white, black woman, white man. Mm-hmm. It follows a couple who were high school sweethearts. They met um, a couple years until getting ready to graduate. And when they were 18, they had made a promise to run away and be together forever. But they're from different sides of the track. She's from a very respectful family and he was raised by the town's drunk. Um, in the, the, the way the story starts, not a spoiler because it's in the very first. Um, <laughs> the way the story starts, he is just, he had a hard life. Him and his dad doesn't get along. And his dad kind of planted some very insecure seeds into his head. Basically letting telling him that Latoya is going to get tired of the small town boy that it can't do nothing for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he thought that it would be better for him to allow her to experience life without him bringing her down. So he abandoned her on the night of her graduation. Um, but <laughs> before he left, though, he didn't know that she had something to tell him. Um, so fast forward eight years, he's back in town because his dad is in in stage liver failure, and they run into each other, and it's just a sweet romantic segue Aww. of them getting back and falling in love again, and finally having their forever. But she does have something to tell him first before they. He does have something. Oh, to tell him. Okay, got it. Now we have a smooch rating situation here. I need to know for until forever. Now, with everything that you shared with us in your writing style for this particular subgenre romance, what smooch rating would you give Until Forever? Would you give it one smooch, two, three, or four? And that's a combination of all things because the smooch doesn't have to just be, doesn't have to lead to like physical sex. So keep that in mind. It's a full four. Um, (laughs) It doesn't have the the level of angst that I that I've developed in loving to write um because of the project that it was in that series it's a it's in Aurora Rose Reynolds um Mm -hmm. until series world Mm -hmm. um that series it's not a lot of internal angst for them the couples once they're in they're in and they love hard and they work through their problems um so everything is external so it doesn't have my usual Sade Mm -hmm. uh, level of angst um but it's very, very romantic. It's very, very um, full of tension mm-hmm. as far as her not allowing herself to still love him because he he did abandon her. So she's like, I can't just fall for him. He just got back, but yeah. damn it, this makes me feel so fine. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, you still wear that same aftershave? What is going on? <laughs> so I, I would say it's full, a full four for me. Okay. Um, just because it is, it's probably one of the sweetest stories I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more than the romance part because this, I mean, obviously there's a child in it, a secret baby. So it's the, it's the level of love as a family, the mm-hmm. level of love on a romantic, uh, aspect, but then the love that they have as parents mm-hmm. with this child. So I, I'd say it's a full four. And then obviously you get to the, 
See, y'all going to get me with these secret baby romances, I'm telling you, because I keep saying a secret baby, like, no. And every time I have one of y'all on this podcast and y'all come out with y'all secret baby stories, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I was harsh. Maybe I should. <laughs> a lot of people don't like secret baby. And honestly, I'm down for any de- plot device that's going to bring some drama. Yes. And so I, I don't have no hard triggers unless it's something like heinous with children and animals. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't have enough triggers. <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't have anything against it, but it's like, it's not the first thing I'm going to reach for. I think that's what I'm figuring out. Like I like small town, sweet romance. But then again, I also like, I, I that's what I like writing. What I like reading, mafia romance. I want to see blood. I want carnage. And I can't explain it. <laughs> I know I feel you I feel you it's really interesting because when I'm writing contemporary Mm -hmm. I read dark yes I read all of that psychological type stuff but Uh when I'm writing dark Mm -hmm. I'm reading more lighter things Mm -hmm. and but also when you're reading dark romance there's a certain level of I guess skill a certain level of structure to make people fall for this kind of hero mm-hmm. so I don't know it does help me with my my contemporary okay. a little bit I don't know how and when I'm writing my dark stuff reading contemporary definitely helps me with the dark because I have to remember this is still a romance yeah like this, this man might Where be the romance elements like I need exactly. them <laughs> ah. exactly see so you you figured out what what the frequency is for you because I I couldn't explain it for the longest time I was like why am I writing such sweet fluff and then I'm turning to read another arranged mafia romance story why because <laughs> I mean that's what you like that's yeah. your guilty pleasure it, I can't even call it guilty pleasure no more because everybody know I'd be like <laughs> who, who else out here writing this because I need more of it like please and thank you or I'm, I'm, or either that, or I'm reading like uh, something from the Lunchtime Chronicles. It's like, okay, listen, give me, I love give me something quick, because they're super quick and it don't interrupt yeah. my flow of writing. Because I wish I could say I wanted them writers I could just churn it out like every month, every three months. But literally, like my first book took 21 days to write the rough draft. The sequel, we going, we well past 21 weeks because it. I just wrote what I wrote within my two weeks and then I got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it every book is different I, I go through that too my very first story that I published it was mm-hmm. an urban fiction story urban fiction I'm not the writer for that I don't even know how to tell the story in an appropriate way mm-hmm. um I tried they tanked they failed readers well, they didn't. I wouldn't say they tanked I would say you you learned you there were lessons learned they tanked <laughs> I, no they tanked <laughs> You you haven't I, found the readers yet for for that. I guess how, how, however you want to package that, that narrative. I'll because writing, well, because the thing is, any people always say, oh well, anybody can write. I know for a fact that that ain't true. Yeah, but you have to commend yourself for being able to write the story to tell the story. And honestly, I do, I do. there's there's so many different editors out there that can help you with that. I can't just easily dismiss a story. I can't do it. So that, I mean, that's I don't why. Story because it takes a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. Not even I won't even say skill. It just takes a lot of dedication and commitment because yeah. writing story. I mean, anybody can learn to write really well, mm-hmm. but not everybody has the ability to sit down and focus and actually, you know, give those characters what they deserve as far as telling their story. 
my first book, it was called Hazard. It wasn't called Hazard when I wrote it. I was 16. And I, only, I think it was called Gutter or something. I don't even remember what it was. That was when urban fiction was just really dominating the market. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote this story. It ain't have no kind of story structure, no nothing. It was just, I wrote it by hand. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. You you learn, you're like, okay, this at this time I wrote it. This was the popular genre then. Uh, there was no story structure. You, you learned some things along the way that helped you to continue to grow and to improve as you write. And that's why, again, I can't, I can't knock it. And I, I love that you shared that because a lot of people are probably thinking that, oh man, my story is trash. And it's like, no. You so can't. I feel like that a lot. I'd be like, man, this, I, I just told my, um, my co-author, we fit, we just finished the last chapter last night for mm-hmm. the book that comes out this month. And I, I wrote the last chapter and I was like, I'm just going to tell you that thing trash. She was like, no. <laughs> it is it's probably not trash. trash. It's trash. Trust me. Uh, because I, I was tired yeah. I, I just need to words out. I was like I'm tired we get to the end of the like just be done I'm, I'm tired I'm of it tired. I can't <laughs> now I appreciate writing the ending to my story now because I'm like listen <laughs> the, the second act might be lagging because I might be tired but you know you know the end gonna be fire <laughs> just... and then maybe I should start doing that because the ending always takes me out mm-hmm. when I get to the end I'll be like man I start dragging my feet I be on you crunch day. time with deadlines and I was like I don't feel like writing this ending but my thing is once they don't said I love you what else do you need like <laughs> drama why what's what's the opposing parties here who in their way what's in their way <laughs> that's to me that I, I don't even like for my character to say I love you people be getting so bad they're like how come they say I love you to the end of the story and I'd be like listen I, I, um, I <laughs> I do that. I, I had to get okay with because I'm not. I can't stand insta love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand insta love. And that's so. That's how until forever got the story that it got because I just don't like insta love. Is just not my cup of tea. The majority of the stories in this world, mm-hmm. they um these people meet, they fall hard, they fall fast, and it's just go 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 go. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I gotta find a happy medium because Shade does not do. Mm-hmm. It's the love. I can't stand it. You don't even know this man. You might not even like the way he chew. When you talking about you in love. What if he leave wet towels on the floor? You gonna love him there? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I gotta find a way to write something that mm-hmm. gives that whole we're gonna go all in right away. This kind of scary love without mm-hmm. it being insta. So I went with a second chance because they, you know, the I relationship is already there essentially. And it's just them going fast going forward. It, it was hard because I, I had a kid involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in real life, I don't know no women that's just going to be like, all right, sorry, you dipped out eight years ago. You could just come be back in our life. I wanted to put this man through hell, but I was like, no, the reader's going to be mad. They <laughs> they don't want... <laughs> he, he's coming in and he's being real, like, you know, dedicated. And he's like, don't, don't do him like this. Don't do him like this. <laughs> I love that you considered your readers' feelings because I know a lot of people like, yes, bring on the trauma. Let's go. They being about like Manny Fresh, just (laughs) with my dark stuff. I be like, man, f they feelings. They they gonna feel it all. See, I like that, and I'm glad that you are able to express that in both genres because 
you, you but you you show that there is balance like okay this isn't what i know this is what i this is not what i'm known for but i'm gonna give it to y'all with my own twist i love that because a lot of people out there right now thinking like how do i get readers but still stay true to myself that's a hard it's coming to the the realization that you got to try to find your balance how how would you recommend for any author out there right now listening how how would you recommend they go out and find their balance i haven't really i don't have the the formula um because i my, my taste changed i say just go for what you like i think honestly for me what helped the most was writing what i like to read um everything i write i like to read only thing I don't really do is insta love, but I'll read it. I might roll my eyes half the story because they don't fell in love so fast. But <laughs> but I still read it because it's romance. Um so for me, it was just more of trying to find a way to give my readers exactly what they want. Cause that that's the only way you're really gonna make it is until you have your readership. Your job as an author is to give them what they want so that they trust you to deliver a story. Mm-hmm. At a, so at a point in your career, they're going to follow you wherever you go. So for me, it was really just reading, studying the market, and then figuring out, okay, these are the things that I like. Mm-hmm. What do I like about these stories and how can I make them my own way? And then I read my reviews. I think people don't. I read my reviews. And so that helps me know what my readers want. Like I know what Sade readers expect mm-hmm. from me now. It mm-hmm. took a while. took some yeah. trial and error. But I know what they expect from me now. And because of that, just the reviews are alone are way better than they were when I first started writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was just being being true to myself. Honestly, if I have to be honest with you, I figured out how to do what I want writing-wise in the middle of the pandemic because you're stuck in this house. You're pretty much alone unless you, you know, have a family. And I got really depressed. And I started writing more stories that had way more depth in them because I needed to express myself in a different way. And so S. Renee came about because I can do things in another genre that my contemporary readers are not okay with. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to not write what my readers have grown to want from me, which my readers prefer and expect Black heroines. If I don't give them a Black heroine, it's World War III. They already they already at you on Twitter. Listen, hold up, hold up. So, and I mean, I'm a diverse reader. I'm also a diverse writer. I don't like being boxed in, mm-hmm. um, but I also know at the same time, if I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have those readers. So, Sade is for them. Mm-hmm. They will continue to get their black women with all facets of beautiful love, but then S. Renee is for me. I love that it's a, it's like okay I got you now this is for me and if you want to come along cool but this is what makes my heart sing so this is what I'm gonna write <laughs> got you writing more stories so I'm not mad at all this to me is a win-win we still getting books <laughs> like we still getting books what, what more you want <laughs> that's I mean that's what it boils down to is books that's all they want is for you to write yeah I mean and it, it can get challenging though I think any author that does decide that they want to write more than one genre and they feel like they need to separate. It can be scary because obviously you're going to write the genre. It takes time, energy, and money to write. Um, And so 
this the right choice is a choice that's going to at least pay your family back for all the sacrifice that you made to write these stories for these readers so mm-hmm. keep that in mind if you choose to write more than one genre because you're going to end up needing to write the stories that is going to like I said replenish for your family especially mm-hmm. if you have kids they're missing out a lot so yeah. if I'm going to be taking away from my kids to give you a story then I'm going to be writing the stories that are going to make sure I can take my child to Disney World yes. and things like that mm-hmm. so that's a tough one <laughs> <laughs> You know, you have, you might have, you might have started in one spot and have a lot of fans over there, but it might not be paying the bills, it might not be making enough. And then you discover that writing paranormal, you know, that first book might make you 10 grand. It's like, eh, sorry, I'm yeah. going to go write more paranormal because yeah. obviously I still want to deliver stories, but I got a family to take care of. Mm-hmm. And you, you just got to figure out what works best for you and, and do you. Yeah. So my, my readers will still get stories, but right now, I'm in the I'm in the S Renee headspace. Either so. way, it's a good headspace to be in because I I know the stories are gonna be fire and I'm excited. Again, I I love to read whatever I can get my hands on at least once. And paranormal romance for me is one that I'm starting. I I think I'm leaning over to the dark side for real for real. Um, but come on, <laughs> but, come yeah, on. like come on, it's good over here. It's all it's good. good. That's what it's y'all fun. say. A, I th- I feel like writing dark and writing paranormal to me is just like it's like the ultimate uh whatever you want to call it platter for a writer because you get to be so creative mm-hmm. like with paranormal you're making up all kinds of magical systems and stuff That's and with dark scares me World it, can be, it can be scary but i mean if you like i watch a lot of paranormal type stuff like when i consume a lot of television it's mostly paranormal type mm. of things so by the time I sat down and wrote my first one like I already got a you know world building in my mind because I watch so much of it yeah. I don't read as much of it I would I prefer to watch it mm-hmm. and, um, and I don't read as much it. of it <laughs> I don't read as much of it because I like my world building with paranormal a certain kind of way mm-hmm. and so it goes back to that trust if I don't know like if this is the first time you're reading this author um I don't know if I'm going to get what I expect for paranormal. So I don't read it a lot unless it's like an author. I, I know like Cassandra Clare, Sherlyn Kenyon, Laura K. Hamilton. Like I know know they're going to give me the kind of world building that I, I love in paranormal. So I'll read like the people I know. Now I won't, I will give other authors a try. I just um I'm very uh I'm over here praying like God just let this world building be phenomenal because it work <laughs> I, I'm about to invest seven eight hours I need to love it so for, <laughs> for paranormal I, I mostly just watch um movie tv shows things like that but everything else mafia contemporary all of that I, I'll read anything anybody because you never know like that that author might just blow your mind and you're like wow trust me I know all too well I all too well because I'm like listen the last I would say the last three or four months it's been the mafia romances for me (laughs) like straight out the gate that's all I've been reading and it's like but you know you said something really that I really want to talk about really quick You, you said about giving 
authors a chance with paranormal romances. You do realize that you're going to become that author now, right? That's like someone is going to pick up your story and they're going to be like, you know what? I rocks with this. Okay, let me check out her paranormal stuff. Let me say it might be it might be fire. And That's why that. I finished the series because <laughs> <laughs> you're like I know what responsibility comes with this. Yes, I can't just... it requires a lot. You can't sci-fi and paranormal is like I think those are like really yeah they're really like world building is really important over there and it's like do I got it? Do I have what it takes to give them that? I think I you got know. it. You you need yeah. <laughs> You, you, I want to say I will read some. I will. I, I have a couple of indies that I like, mm-hmm. um, and I just stick to them because I know that I'm going to like the world building that they they've given me. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll stick to them. Like, that's the only. It's weird because they <laughs> say when you're reading, right? You have to. Ha, ha, I said I say this to my friend all the time. Like it's a matter of figuring out what your readers want because you want them to you want them to trust you and your ability enough that mm-hmm. they'll give. 11 hours of their day yeah to read your book mm-hmm. and so I don't have a lot of time because I gotta write words so if I'm gonna give somebody six hours of my day like I, I just go to the ones I know because I know I'm gonna read this I'm gonna get that satisfaction and then I can go back to writing mm-hmm. now if I'm not writing oh yeah I'll take a chance I'll read anybody if I don't have if I'm not if I don't if it doesn't taking the time away doesn't interfere with what I have going on Mm-hmm. Then I, I'll I'll take that shot. But if I'm okay. if I only have so much time, mm-hmm. then I'm very picky of who I'm reading when I. I never even thought about being selective in that way before. I'm like, I'm blown away right now because I never because you're absolutely right. It's not just investing as far as like buying a story. Like time, and in my opinion, time is way more valuable than money. I've gotten mm-hmm. quite good at making money around the clock, but time you can't get that back. <laughs> now I understand what people mean when they say I wish I could charge the like I wish I can get back the four hours of my life (laughs) it it has a whole nother meaning now I was like whoa okay they take the time out of their day Mm -hmm. I mean five dollars for ebook that's nothing I I have so many ebooks that I don't purchase that I've never read yet Mm -hmm. um so it ain't it ain't the money for me like I'll spend the money yeah and still probably won't read the book but the author (laughs) got paid so that's all that matters But if I'm gonna sit down and read it, um, mm-hmm. I gotta have time. Like when I when I have when I'm not on a deadline, then mm-hmm. I'll take a chance on a new author because I can I can invest that time. But if I got things to do, I'd rather read something quick, like Lunchtime Chronicles. Yes. And I read and I read who I know is gonna deliver the experience I'm looking for at that moment. I agree. I can't even thank you enough for for making me aware of it from that point of view because I never thought about it that way before. Thank you. I'm like. I learned something today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that I was able to educate you, ma'am. Before we go, please remind everyone where they can find you either online. I know you're on Goodreads and Facebook, but where else can they find you? Um, I am on Goodreads. I am on Facebook. I'm not, I'm I'm introverted. I don't like, I don't really like video. Like this is fine because it's just me and you. Mm -hmm. Um, but people, they always want us to be so, like, I guess, out there with yeah. our careers. And it's like, I, that's not me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'll I, talk to you all day. You can message me in, in, on comments and we'll communicate. I'm tiny. I'm going to just do a video just to show people, like, really, this is really all y'all get. And, like, I just me spinning <laughs> in a chair, writing, and then me teaching online, and then me writing some more. Like, and then maybe a book okay. I'll read. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Like, y'all want to see that? <laughs> It's weird though because I used to have 
I used to make YouTube videos a long, Damn. long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what the frick I was talking about, but I made YouTube videos. Now I just don't even want to be on video. I, I got to comb my hair. <laughs> no. It's like, you got to worry about the background because people call you out for anything. Girl, like, you That's ain't going to get no new bedding. Like, what's it with the lighting? They they will listen. The they pandemic done made everybody ruthless. They <laughs> They've been ruthless. This, they just ain't got nothing but time now. Yeah, nothing but uh, time. <laughs> but t- TikTok is fun. I think you'll like it. It's also a great um, avenue for sales. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going I'm to give it an honest go because you, you're you not the only person to tell me it's fun. I'm going to try it. It, it and, is fun. I, for me, it's more fun than it is the the marketing aspect of it. I don't, I'm don't. i not super consistent over there. Mm-hmm. Um, But it has changed some authors' careers. Mm-hmm just by posting and having a couple of videos go viral and having the book talk community mm-hmm. taking over. And there's plenty of authors who are, has just started out in their career mm-hmm. and they just got the right, they hit the algorithm at the right time. And now these women are just killing the game. There it is. That's, that's what it is folks right there. So again, thank you so much for joining me for today. I cannot wait to check out more of your work, especially your paranormal stuff. Cause I feel like that's where I need to be right now. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, thank you so much for being with me today on this episode of The Story Station. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and we are signing off. Thank you guys. Bye.